0: Don't you worry about it, baby. I swear it's got airbags. It's got (laughs) airbags. Welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. Grab a beverage and join us as we talk about all things relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. And now your host for this episode, Rich Warfield and Brother Bacon.
1: Loud Pipes episode one seven one. We're talking about who has been stealing Ikema's thunder. I've been out test riding some motorcycles again, and Johnny John's on vacation, so holding down the co-hosting duties will be the one, the only,
0: brother Bacon. What's happening? What's up? <laughs> what's going on, man? Oh, you know, same old, same old, every day. Just, just living the life, moving it on, right? I hear that? Now is this a is this a Jack
1: kind of fired up, or you just fired up for stealing some Eikma thunder?
0: Well, well, a little bit of both. Um, I'm going to steal a little bit of Rico's thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, tonight I was hanging out with uh, one of my best friends out here, and uh, we went to a Mexican restaurant. Nice. We had a few margaritas. Love <laughs> <laughs> a, <little laughs> a margarita. Yeah. So yeah, we had a few margaritas, which is all cool. Cause we did that with actual dinner. So, you know, we actually ate, so it's all right. Yeah. Proper. Nice. Then I came home, took a couple, uh, quick, small, small, small swigs of, uh, some moonshine that I got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now I'm drinking my wonderful, and I may be stepping on your toes with this one, my wonderful, uh, new Belgium hop avenger oh my toes hurt <laughs> i bet they do i bet they do because
1: you're drinking it too aren't you i am and i'm actually looking at the can here actually let me let me do it proper first
0: oh wait me too <laughs> double it up
1: so the hop avenger ipa but i noticed or actually i kind of forgot it says brewed in either fort collins colorado or Asheville, North Carolina. I forgot they were there too. Isn't that cool? We always get all jacked up and giddy about Sierra Nevada and forgetting that New Belgium is there too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not to mm. it it really is there. So, have yourself a sip.
1: I am and I spilled it all over the place.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no good. Foul, foul. Man, I thought I had I thought I had more drinks more to drink than you and here I am not spilling anything, right? Well I haven't but, been drinking a lot lately because I've been studying, but well, and, and by the way, congratulations on uh, passing your test, by the way. Thanks, sir. Yeah, um, it was uh one
1: of I guess one of two steps that are needed for my CISSP certification. So finished some training and some studying and passed
0: the exam on Saturday. Hell yeah. Lots of work. Woo woo. So the last time you had uh, the Juicefer, Yes, sir. And now you're having the Hop Avenger. No, I know I said this. this one was a bit more mellow. It was a lot more mellow. Isn't it? Yeah. Like it doesn't destroy your Mm-mm. taste buds and stuff.
1: This is more easy drinking than what I, I kind of expected the Juicefer with the name to be more of that citrus IPA, a little more easy drinking. But man, that thing was
0: on it. <laughs> oh, it smacked you in the face.
1: <laughs> this is more. This is more easy drinking. It's the same ABV. It's still it seven seven point
0: 7. seven. This does not drink like it. This is easy. Oh, it's super smooth. Mm. So, in your two comparisons, what would you, which one do you like better?
1: I think the Juicifer is still a better beer, but this is easier to drink. Okay, so I I could drink this all night. I don't know what I'd drink. Well, I did drink the juice for all night. Never mind.
0: Well, once you destroy (laughs) your taste
1: buds, it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Once you're wrecked, it doesn't matter. Done. (laughs) I just broke my hand. Who cares if you smash it with a hammer again? That's right.
1: (laughs) All right. We're ready for those topics? Oh, let's do it, man. Let's stand back. Wind it up.
0: Look out
1: for the car. I know, right?
0: No, bacon, wait. It's an intersection up there.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that was so much fun.
0: Oh, that was great. We got to make some more of those, but. We really do. But I got to get a new bike with some new exhaust and make it even better.
1: Mm -hmm. So our title for this show is Stealing EICMA Thunder. So the EICMA show will start probably the same day that most of you are receiving this episode. And Bacon and I were looking, actually Bacon was looking, and, and I kind of agreed that some companies seem to sort of steal the thunder, in particular Ducati, um, and in at least in recent terms Yamaha, you know, have dropped some fairly significant product updates right on the cusp of ICMA. So we thought that would be a good topic, get into, you know, what's going on there and dig a little bit, talk about some of the bikes that have come out in the last couple of weeks, and then maybe kick around some ideas for what we think we might see at EICMA.
0: That sounds like a wonderful plan to me. <laughs>
1: so, so but, yeah, I was so, going to say, where do you want to start? You want to start with the Ducati part or what's your preference here?
0: So let's think on, I kind of want to start on a marketing standpoint. That's not even, I don't even kind of want to look at bikes Yeah, in per se. Um, so just so from, we know, a, from a pure strategy we know, and
1: marketing standpoint.
0: Right. So being in like what the past five years that I've paid anything attention to ICMA and stuff like that, um I've noticed more and more bikes have been coming out prior to ICMA. Right. Certainly all new ones. Right. At least, you know, like remodels and all that good stuff. And um, with this it, to me, it's almost like, are they trying to get a little bit more hype for people to come for like, uh, journalists and stuff to come to their, uh, stands and stuff in EICMA
1: could be, I mean, in the case of Ducati though, I don't think, well, no, so you're talking about at the show. I was thinking. I was thinking more along the lines of creating excitement, getting more people to attend the show, but Ducati's announcements are so close to the show I doubt that affects whether people go or not in terms of making plans. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, I, I agree with where you're going with that is you know, let's create a little pre show buzz so that way when people actually show up at IGMA, you know, it's like moths to the flame because they already know what's what's out there.
0: Well they know what's there, but Like it's almost like a, like their their mouths are salivating. Yeah, you wetting the appetite to actually get their hands on that bike and actually be able to like physically be there with that bike. Right. So you
1: watched the videos, you saw the presentation, and it's like, oh, now I can go touch the Street Fighter with the V.
0: Right. I can see it in person. Yeah. I got you. Right. That's kind of where I think it is. You know, because what (laughs) Uh, Husqvarna last year with the smart smart billion seven oh one wasn't it like yeah. like they released it there at Icma you know and it was actually one of the biggest reveals that was there last year right was was that because everything else had been kinda here and there and I just I was just like is there is there any real point to doing it prior
1: was the Panigalee V4 last year or the year before? That's only been out for a year, right?
0: That's only been out for one year as far as I remember. Okay. And that, of course, pre Icma. Yes, that was pre Icma, And then you get this year with the Street Fighter V4.
1: Which I I don't know how I feel about that one. At first I was sort of giddy, but then... I don't know if I necessarily like the look, and maybe just because now I'm getting used to the, the full body sport bike look. So now when I see a a street fighter or a sport naked like that, it's, it's always like,
0: huh, look at that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you this. Okay, so the Panigale V4, I like it. It's a great bike. Sexy. Like it's a it's a it's a super sexy looking bike. Um, you would not call that cute, right? No, I would not call that cute. <laughs> Perfect. That'll be my next bike then. <laughs> no, that is a sexy bike. <laughs> That'll be my next bike. <laughs> and then, um, but you look at the v you look at the Street Fighter V4, and I keep thinking, you know, I like the looks of this bike apart from one aspect. There's one single aspect on this bike that I do not like. Mm, I think we guess?
1: I think we're the same. Is it the beak?
0: No. Oh. No. Oh, oh Okay. The fins. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so on the Ducati V4, uh, on the on, on the V4 Penigali, they have two fins total. Right. Right?
1: This one has Which, four.
0: <laughs> this one's got four. And you look at this from the front or back, and that thing, like, that literally extends this entire bike like an almost... Another like what eight inches on either side?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, at least and it's they're just
1: functional. I mean, I read they add as much as sixty pounds of downforce.
0: So okay, okay, at, at least six, as much as sixty pounds of downforce at a hundred and seventy some miles an hour. Well, yeah, you got to get it up there. Well, okay, <laughs> it's but not that traffic. doesn't do anything from the start. Yeah. That's not going to okay. help on your commute. <laughs> and how many people are going to do that on their commute? Or on basic day to day life, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I probably only get up to about one forty on a commute <sighs> so. before I, you know, I say, "Oh, <laughs> wait, cops are about to come get me."
1: <laughs> now, wait, do they sit at this pull-off, or is it the next one? Oh, too late.
0: <laughs> but but, but well, well, what I'm looking at is, you know, the good thing I look at is like when I look closer at those pictures, it looks like it's like a couple of bolts.
1: And they pop off. Yeah, let's hope so. The the part that kills it and for it, me,
0: and it's and it's not a big scar on the on the fairings or anything like that. Like it's like just a little right, little part. Like it's not huge. I just don't like the way it looks in general.
1: The part that falls down for me is the beak isn't even so bad, but then it's how the the display then is just perched on top of that.
0: But but you see that in a lot of them.
1: I know, but, and I, I don't mean, like it. Like all the triumph, like the the street triple triumphs with those bug eye headlights, and just everything just kind of like tacked up there in front of the bars. It's got to be a better KTM, way to do that.
0: Uh, the KTM uh, 1290 Duke Super Duke did that.
1: Was it that bad though? Yeah, I guess it is.
0: I guess it's it really same, is. Same every bike. every naked bike does that. Hmm. I've not a seen. I have not looked at a single naked bike that didn't have have their display like kind of like way out there.
1: Well I know we're gonna get to it later in the segment, but you think we're gonna see a new Duke at Eikma? Like a big Duke, Super Duke? I'm
0: uh, mm-hmm. not certain about a Super Duke. Well not it's long I, I, I will say a smaller it? like when you're talking like the three nineties and stuff like that.
1: No, I'm saying I think we're gonna get are we going to get a new full on 1290 super Duke no
0: because didn't they just redo that like two years ago
1: I know they redid the GT was it last year but that was no you might be right it might only be two years old
0: I think it's only two years old if I remember correctly like I'm not gonna go looking up looking it up right now but I swear it's only like two years old but what other Duke
1: would we get there's already a 790 and a 390 like what's next
0: Well, they already had the, the, but the 1290 was like two years ago. All right. Like, I think two years ago was the 1290. Then a year ago was the 790. Then like midway, they did the 390.
1: Well, two years ago was the new 790 and the GT, the updated GT. Okay. Okay. So putting you down for no new Super Duke.
0: I don't believe that, but you know what? Like, what about like MV Gusta? They've got the some, super butale.
1: Yeah, they've got some stuff on the, on the radar.
0: Like, but but like their big thing was last year, right? So there's not good. There's not going to be any big new remodels there.
1: Oh, there is one. What is it called? I looked at it earlier today. Oh,
0: the adventure. Well, well, they're touring. What was that called?
1: No, um, there, there's like a Valache
0: 800 or something that was previewed. Yes. Yes, oh man. I'm trying to find it. I'm looking at it. I'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> the uh Brutale. Oh, that's Brutale. No, I just need to look up Envy Augusta. And when you look up Envy Augusta's web page, That get? is a very nice looking web page, by the way. Is it like? Have you never looked at their web page?
1: I have looked at the web page.
0: Oh, it is a the Turismo Volace. That's what you like. That actually is a very nice looking bike. Actually, the RC SCS,
1: the one I'm thinking of. This is what I looked at earlier today. It was the the Super Velace, which is a triple, which still makes almost 150 horsepower. Twenty eight thousand dollars though.
0: Ooh. Oh, oh, they're they're an expensive bike. Now the one I was looking at is the um, uh what's it? said it's. It says, Hundred and ten horsepower.
1: Which one? The Turismo. Yeah. Yeah, that's the smaller triple.
0: But the weird thing is, no, it's still an eight hundred. Look at that. It's it's yeah, it's still an eight hundred cc. That's what I didn't understand. Like it kept on changing. Well, maybe it's all they were all eight hundreds.
1: You know what I mean? Maybe it's tuned for torque, though.
0: That's what I'm wondering. And but that one's still starting at uh twenty four. Well, euros, yeah, so twenty four thousand euros, almost thirty grand.
1: They have a a more powerful one with a smaller engine.
0: Yeah, i, I six, was seven, like six seven five. <laughs> I was like, how do they do that? <laughs> but either way, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of an interesting looking bike. Either way, just in general, I just thought it was a uh, interesting looking bike, especially if you're looking into like. Uh, quote-unquote adventure bikes but not so much an off-road bike
1: yeah i guess this would be that adventure touring sort of sport touring
0: i i think it's more i, I honestly i look at it more as a sport touring bike sport adventure touring oh yes without the adventure <laughs> <laughs> you mean just mean without the dirt yes yeah. that's why i mean no adventure
1: You can still have an adventure on the road, can
0: you? You're not blazing any trails. Get out of here.
1: But adventure does not equal dirt. It always equals dirt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of adventure bikes.
0: Yes, getting getting back on topic.
1: Back on topic. Something else announced prior to ICMA and one that I think you're fairly excited about, the 2020 Honda Africa Twin. Now an 1100.
0: I am. I am actually excited about that bike a bit. You know, like, it seems like they're definitely upping their game. Wait, was it always an 1100 and now? No, it was was a a 1000.
1: Okay, so 100 more or 84 more CC looks like 1084. Yes. Some revised styling, some upgrades and... And brother Zion
0: was well, so sorry. excited. It was just under, I'm sorry. It was just under a thousand. It was like a nine something, but
1: okay. But they considered it a thousand. But yeah. Zion just got one recently and he likes the changes to the 2020 enough that he already wants one. And he's only yes, had a couple of months.
0: That is true. Um, I don't, I don't know if I, personally, I don't know if I like enough of their styling changes. Uh, like when you come to the front fairing, the headlights and stuff like that, that right. whole assembly right there. You're not feeling that? I don't like it. I thought I I liked it better last year's version, the year before that. Now it's a lot smaller, up higher. It just looks, uh, if you go onto their website and they, uh, just about, what, maybe a quarter of the way down at that. I think it needs a beak,
1: don't you? As much as I, I hate the beak, I think it needs a beak. I don't think it needs a beak cuz it looks like a smashed mouth Martian.
0: It does look like a Martian, but when you take the uh fender off and you put the the dirt bike high fender on there, then you like it. It looks it looks great. Like they mostly always look great with that.
1: Yeah, that part between and below the headlights, that could use some work.
0: There's just so much weird empty gap there.
1: Overall, it looks nice. I like the display. The display looks nice, and the way it's molded into the the dash panel there.
0: Well, well. First off, congratulations to Honda for finally putting out a TFT display. <laughs> Yay. on their on their twin. <laughs> when they could have done that last year, out of the gate, right? The bike's only um, been out a couple of years, right? Yeah, it's not it's not that crazy old. No, but they could have still put a TFT display on it last year. But here's the thing that I really do not like. Um, if you really look at that picture of the Africa Twins uh, TFT display, looking, you look below. They have an LED display as well.
1: Well, it's like yeah, it's like the old school.
0: It's all it is is a black and white LED display of speedometer kind of sh- stuff like that, right? Yeah, it, it looks very old underneath. <laughs> now that I look right. at it closer,
1: it's like you have this nice tft display and then underneath it you have like last
0: year's leftover parts right and so like I, I get that like they want to optimize that tft display for gps or something like that but couldn't you do that with a line on the bottom of the T, uh, tft display without having a secondary crap led display yeah i would have think they just made that bigger
1: yeah, just make that screen bigger. Like, why do you need that?
0: That you old don't school. Need, you piece don't need that. Below exactly. There? To me, it just looks like it's. It was a sec, It was a secondary thought. Yeah. Or maybe they overthought. Like, oh, we need to have the TFT display to be able to do everything else, while people can still see their speedometer right here.
1: Yeah, maybe I guess riding information. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the mandatory stuff, right? Your turn signals, your high beam indicator.
0: <laughs> but everyone else D-O- can do it with that's a the single D-O-T display. Panel. <laughs> everyone else can do it with a single display. Why can't you? Why did you have to make it two different displays? That it's just like it just looks awkward to me. Cost maybe. Uh, cost to me looks like they spent more to put a secondary display on there. No, the bottom
1: piece is probably a carryover. It's probably used on another bike. But then you have to put both workings in the CPU. No, the bottom piece is all, that's old school. That's like one wire per light, you know, into the wiring harness
0: system. But the speedometer and uh, gauges and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so they're redundant is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It just
1: doesn't seem right to me is all I'm saying. I get you. I mean, I got the same gripe. But I think it's just, um, you know, Honda being a volume manufacturer, I think it just, they did what they did to hit a price point. And I don't think it's any more complicated than that.
0: No, but you know what? They did a lot of good, they did a lot of good things with the update, you know, uh, bigger, bigger tank. Um, Oh, they finally, was it two, three years of having the Africa Twin? Right? Yeah supposedly as a touring bike they finally put um cruise control on the thing oh <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go wow good job honda
1: you know i got to ride one have you ridden one yet
0: i have not um i got to go uh, ride one as soon as i get a chance i'm going to but but let's face it i haven't even got a chance to ride the newer uh tiger 800s or ktm 1090s or nothing like that so
1: be a busy winter for you, my friend.
0: Oh my god, it is gonna be so busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get I get a nice day, i'm I get a nice day off, no, no on call. Hell yeah. Be
1: riding. So what else do you like about the updated Africa twin? Anything else that stick out that sticks out at you?
0: Nothing crazy. Like they did a few updates. I, I I applaud them for other for the few updates that they have done. Did they have these? sort of jagged off-road pegs
1: on the prior version or were they like yes. rubber
0: yes they did they were just small okay
1: yeah these are pretty wide
0: yeah they had they had pretty small ones uh my question is if they actually updated and worked on uh the brackets that hold them mm. that was that was apparently that was always everyone's big gripe with the africa twins is that those would snap When you really get after it off-road, they they start breaking. Yep. So I wonder if they actually updated, like if if they actually redefined, like remade them perfectly. Mm -hmm. I can't say perfectly, but (laughs) at least better than, hey, I did a little bit of off-roading and my peg snapped on me.
1: The exhaust seems to be routed a little differently, or maybe that's a shield. I think that's just a shield. I don't really have a side-by-side, but part appears to be different. and
0: Actually, if you go on their main page there, they have a side-by-side. Oh, do
1: they? Yes. I'm looking at that great Ride Apart article you sent me.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was looking at. (laughs) So if you get out of the pictures and you go into the article of it, I think it's about maybe a quarter of the way down. You'll see the picture of the 2020 and the 2019. It says 2020 on the left-hand side and the 2019 on one side. You can actually slide, there's a slider there, one side to the other. So if you click on it and slide to the left or slide to the right, right? Just like the song, slide to the left. Slide so to the left. Slide to the right. You see the differences between the two between the two model years. I'm getting there. It's just
1: farther just down. Just oh, click. I see it. I see it. I see. So, oh, it has different body work.
0: So, it shows you all the different body work. It shows you yep. a bit of the different framework, how the engine was changed a bit, at least casing wise. It shows you the framework differently, too. So, the lights are higher. They get higher. The nose gets really rounded and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Subframe changes. You can see that. Mm hmm. Mounting
1: brackets for the. Did it get longer? Did it grow the wheelbase a little bit,
0: or no? I don't think it did. I think wheelbase is the same.
1: Uh, at least in the slide over, it looks like it grew just a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going fast both ways. Like maybe a few millimeters.
1: It seems like the whole width of the
0: rear axle bolt. Well, I think I think on the newer one, the uh, swing arm is smaller. Yeah. It looks
1: like it looks it's like a it went small. from aluminum to steel. You know what I mean? Because it looks like it was a a more like a molded aluminum piece, and now it's more like a just a square steel.
0: It almost looks to me like they did a uh, they had a plastic cover before, oh, perhaps maybe, maybe, and maybe it's just like a, a squared aluminum. Please, I don't think they'd put steel on it.
1: Hmm. Anyway. So yeah, we gotta ride those. I'm
0: gonna have to try it.
1: So next on the list. Next on the list. Ooh, ooh. Do you want to move to the back to the Ducati or go to Kawasaki?
0: Hmm. It's kind of the same thing,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Let's let's continue with the Street Fighter. So Ducati's new V4 powered Street Fighter, and they also oh. have a V4 S.
0: As much as I hate those wings, it's still a sexy bike.
1: It is a sexy beast. You gotta give them that. God, it's a
0: sexy bike.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone gets sex appeal quite like Ducati.
0: It's 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 hard (laughs) in many senses of the term. Easy now, (laughs) easy now.
1: Like I said, (laughs) I guess my only thing with, like I said, it's just kind of my my eyes or my preference now, but I'm, I S I like the Panigale V4 so much that I don't know that a naked version of it is that exciting to me, you know, years ago, probably I would have looked at the street fighter all salivating, but now I think I'd rather have the full, full bodywork.
0: See, and I guess that depends more on for one, what kind of seating position you like as well. Correct, and what because, you're going to use it for because Street Fighter is a little bit more upright, a little bit, you know, you don't have clip ons, you actually you have actual bars,
1: and presumably the
0: the rear sets might be a skosh lower or forward, maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean really, you'd have to measure them or at least compare them side by side, kind of thing, but um, I don't know, I mean, to me that street fighter is a lot more sexy than the pentagalli you take that even over the the full body work yes oh because i can easily for one i can easily remove those fins yeah (laughs) oh god those ugly ugly uh, ugly fins the rest of the bike looks just beautiful like you look at the that side profile of it, mm, yep, and it's just well, and it's still got that uh, the display right on top of the headlights. Like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's going to be something that you can do at some point to you know cover that or something. You know, no, and make I'm it sure. flow a yeah. little better, a little like a mini windscreen, fly screen kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. But overall, side. Like just that side profile, is just sexy. Well,
1: I think the the nice look about it is it's kind of what I did with the R six for a while when I had the lower bodywork off of it.
0: Yeah, and he, he well, he love feel
1: like look. putting it back on. I just and I like the way it looked too. But yeah, I was I was constantly taking it off. But this kind of it still has quite a bit of the bodywork from the tank down, and it doesn't have anything forward of the forks, but. I like that how it it does retain some of it.
0: Yeah, I think it's more like radiator pretty coverage, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover the radiator. Can't up, have a massive up under the gas tank, and then done. I've got it's. I've got them side by side now. It's pretty cool. It's just when you look at the when you look at the Street Fighter from the front and the very back, those pictures that they have. That's
1: when you really see the fins, and you're like, oh,
0: oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh crap what the hell did you do you're like what are those oh my god they got Trying like to Dumbo just came to the <laughs> came to Italy oh man but either way I mean I mean spec wise those things look amazing
1: wonder what it would take to get a chance to ride one of these
0: well one of those or let's go ahead and keep on moving on in the same in the same vein oh the Kawasaki ZH2 I had high hopes for this bike but I'm again I'm I'm visually I'm like eh okay but it's a street fighter so I mean for you I get it you're not exactly like woo that's the best thing in the world <laughs> well my biggest but- letdown
1: on the ZH2 Is they drop the single-sided swing arm. It's like, oh, that was like a signature piece for
0: the H2. That's not Kawasaki in general. Like, that's Ducati.
1: But that's a signature piece for the H2, though, is my point. Is it, though? They all have a single-sided swing arm, except except the Z. That's an H2. The H2, the H2R, the H2SE. They all have single-sided
0: swing arm. But. For something that's supposed to be a smaller bike, to give them a bit more stability, I would think a full swing arm is probably going to do that better than a single-sided swing arm. Especially when you're talking about a supercharged naked bike. Uh, I'm going to go with the cost again.
1: I think think they threw that on there to get it to a price point because this is cheaper. This is quite a bit cheaper than an H2.
0: And that's a good, you know what? I'll probably give that to you as well. <laughs> ah, that's two. Okay, fine. Two for two. <laughs> Damn it. But
1: this is another side by side. If you go look at the H2 from the right side and then look at the the Z H2 from the right side, you're like, yeah. oh, this
0: one looks like a weird midget, uh, midgeted out one of them. <laughs> like it really does. Doesn't it? It looks real heavy forward like they of the tank, like like, they, it? Sh- like like a shrunken head version of the H2. Yeah. <laughs> they got on some bad juju.
1: <laughs> well, and you can see now you can see why Ducati extended what body work they did down the side of the radiator cuz look at this radiator.
0: Yeah, it just stands it sticks it out. It looks
1: like an afterthought. It's like, "Oh, crap, we need a radiator in this thing."
0: Oh crap, I almost <laughs> forgot about that. Almost forgot. Hey, Timmy, throw me a radiator. <laughs> but wait, have you looked at that three-quarter front view?
1: That's the one I'm looking at now.
0: Okay. Look at that windshield. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, it's it's about what, four inches wide, maybe eight, eight or nine inches long. But it's just enough to put it in front of that display. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that fixes the look we were talking about with the the the, the tft being tacked
0: on, on. the side on the side on the side view yes it does fix that yep. it on the side view it does fix that but when you see it from the front that front or three-quarter view yeah you're like why you're, bother <laughs> wow that is just really <laughs> messed up
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see no crazy wings on this one
0: no, thank God.
1: Unless there's something integrated in the body work there, but
0: No, but next to the but if you, if you noticed um in that like kind of like race that like race picture with with the knee to the ground. Yeah. Um you do see that ex- the intake on the left side there. Mm-hmm. Going into the supercharger. Yeah, and then if <gasps> you look at the straight left side
1: profile, you see that funnel going all the way back to that red supercharger
0: yeah is awesome which is just like see i don't care what this bike looks like kind of
1: yeah i almost don't either but if i'm gonna be picky
0: like i if i want to ride it and if it's fast (laughs) like screw it it can look like herbie i don't think there's any doubt it's gonna be fast like it can look like herbie Right. It could look like a damn VW bug mm-hmm. from the 1970s. But if it's fast, I think, I think that'd be just a, just like, who cares? Sign you up. Right. Uncle Freddy from down under. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, this is, this is one of those bikes though. I think that it will look more pleasing in person. Cause I even thought that way with the original H2, it was like, eh, there's a lot going on with that bike.
0: But then when you see them in person, they're they're pretty striking. See, see. Okay. So you and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before um with the Corvettes. Oh yeah, we were. Okay, oh. so when we were talking about like the C8, C7, C6, C5, C4s and all that, right? And I said like the C the C5s are, are not my favorites whatsoever. Like at all. They're too bubbly. Right, there's too much of a bubble in their design within the headlights, um over the cockpit and everything. It's just too much of a bubble, right? When it comes to vehicles, I like a more angular design.
1: Yeah, that's what we were saying. We would we would both still rock a C seven all day.
0: All day, right? Hell, I'd rock a C six. The C five? No.
1: So I would jump the six and I would well. I have a very specific c five that I like, so it's yeah, not just well,
0: any of them well, that's your fault, but
1: six <laughs>
0: Lamar like, blue no okay, 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 I'll give you that but when I'm talking about like design and how it looks, as soon as I saw the h two like the very moment that I saw the h two I was like that is probably. The epitome of sport bike design, right there. Mm-hmm. Just it was just angular enough that you could see the aerodynamics and how they worked it, without trying to be frilly about it. Like, oh, it's got to be nice and smooth. Yeah. Like they were just like, no, no, no. this serves one purpose and one purpose alone. We're going to be fast and keep our and, and keep the front wheel down. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. when we first, I think the first one I ever saw was down at, at Barber when we finally did the museum <laughs> tour, <laughs> I think is where I saw it in person. And we just stood there and stared
0: at it for quite a while. You can't help but stare at it. It's like, man, look at that thing. Like that thing is a work of just genius right there. It's like also as much, as much as we like credit the big the Penangali V four, mm, the yeah. Penangali V four still has nothing. Yeah, it's cha- it was it's chasing it. this bike for sure. No, no, the 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 H two has gone down in history as just an iconic bike,
1: and it's more money. These are still thirty grand. Yeah, an H two starts at twenty nine thousand MSRP.
0: But would you be willing to spend that for that, though? As opposed to the V4? Oh.
1: Well, I would spend it if... Yes, I would spend it, but it would be the SX. Oh, because you want the touring... Okay, yeah. Well, I want to actually ride it. (laughs) Well, you can still ride it. it. I can still ride it, but... If I'm going to have one, it would be the SX for sure. Or, for just pure collectability, it would be an H2R, which is insane money, but...
0: Oh God! Sexy carbon, fifty five thousand dollars. Oh, if I had that money, I would have it. Not even my wife. My vehicle. wife wouldn't even be able to tell me anything. I'd be like, No, 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 this is mine. Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's got big wings on it,
0: bacon. Don't you worry about it, baby. It's, I swear, it's got airbags. It's got airbags. <laughs> wow! Like lie of the century. You're welcome. <laughs> I do what I can, all for the love of the sport, right?
1: So, of the two, if someone's gonna someone's gonna give you the cash to buy one of these, you getting the ZH two or the Street Fighter?
0: You know what? Off of first looks, because we have not had anybody with hands-on experience really with with them, right? That said anything, I'm gonna go Ducati currently because that's the only one that's actually been on the road yeah same i would right if i like,
1: just going by what i know now i would take the street fighter v4
0: i'll take the street for, I'll t- yeah exactly um it's gone up it's gone up pike's peak we know that <laughs> yeah apart from that we don't know much else so just because it, some of them for are one, it's, in the press it's a though. living breathing model i'll take that one <laughs>
1: Now, I've read a couple of reviews. I think I watched a video or two in the last couple of days. So they're out there. People have got their hands on them.
0: Yeah. Well, but not the Kawasaki. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, before we move off of Ducati,
1: or I'm sorry, are you done with Kawasaki? Because I want to I take a step back.
0: Yeah, no, go ahead.
1: So one of the bikes I'm interested in personally is... So, the, the Panigale had always been a twin. Yes. So, that bike, you know, had its final version, you know, went out with some crazy, you know, one-off edition. And then they started with the V4. And now the V4 has been revised again this year. But they also…
0: In the version, yes.
1: And, well, no, even the Panigale V4 got some revisions this year, too.
0: Yeah, it's small. Slight. They're, they're, small, they're small revisions. Slight, yeah
1: rideability was a big one from what I heard. It's much, it's much more uh, manageable. It, it's more, it's easier to manage the power now is what they're saying. Okay. Where it was a little rough and ragged <laughs> last year. They, Cause
0: it was a, it was a race bike.
1: Yeah. It's 200 horsepower monster
0: <laughs> here. So they have my race bike
1: softened it yes. up a little bit. But the cool thing is there is now a new Panagale V2. So there's an all new twin. With sort of the aesthetics of the V4, and yes. I, I like
0: that. I really like that. It's kind of neat, but at the same time, I, whatever. To me, whatever. Maybe for your um incoming class of people, maybe of new right newer writers. No, this is almost a thousand cc.
1: This is this is not a toy.
0: <laughs> Are you sure?
1: It's still 155 horsepower. Well, not a toy, 380 pounds. So my, my interest in this bike is purely for the track, just a lighter bike, you know, still plenty powerful. I just, I I don't, I'm not a guy who's going to be able to handle 200 horsepower, probably not even 150 horsepower at this point, but I like it as another, I like it as a middleweight option to a 600.
0: Okay, That's kind, of, I, kind of what I, I'm looking I, at. I can understand that.
1: So it's like, I don't want a full, I don't want like a full on R1 and maybe I want something a little more than the R6. So I think this slots in there nicely, you know, sexy Ducati twin, 150 ish horsepower.
0: How much does they cost?
1: So you got me there. I don't know if they have pricing yet. It just says oh. con- contact dealer.
0: Oh, so most likely it's going to be right about the, uh, I'm going to say 18,000 <laughs> right around the, you can't afford it number. Well, no, no, It's not that you can't afford it. Oh, it's that, do yeah. you want to take that bike and take it on the track price? Yeah. Well, in five and years we will we'll pick one up used. So you might as well just go ahead and talk to Rico and get yourself an R1. Right. That's right. Rico, <laughs> you going to let me ride that thing? I mean, at least that At least that way you guys will end up having uh, matching bikes because, Rico, we already know you. Yeah,
1: he's not saying anything.
0: He is being tight-lipped. Yeah, he can, he can be tight-lipped all he wants. There's only two bikes in this world he's going to get. He's not, gonna get he's not going to get Ducati. He's not going to get a Cowie. He's not going to get a Honda. He's going to get a Yamaha.
1: Or a BMW. You think he's going to get an XR? No, it wouldn't be an XR, but like a...
0: You know S thousand double R maybe, or single R. I don't know. Hmm, that'd be interesting to actually see him get a BMW. Well, he'd be like, "Come on, Rich." (laughs) I know he likes BMW
1: cars, so that would be my only other choice. If but R one is my first pick.
0: I think I think he I think he's more likely to go for an older R one, perhaps an older
1: R one or a new R six. That's my guess.
0: I'm gonna go with newer r uh, I'm sorry, older R1. You think? Like with the
1: tailpipes under the seat?
0: Yep. Oh, because you know he liked that clean look. We will see. But boy, you uh, When you're though. looking at sport bikes, that was one of the cleanest looks. Just have them pop up under the seat like that.
1: Yeah. They're a little warm, but it's cool.
0: Eh, who cares? <laughs> if good. you're going fast enough, it don't matter. It's a good look. <laughs> He, he's not talking about commuting on a thing. No. So like, he just wants to do some mountain twisties and all that fun stuff with it.
1: One, S- one part of me hopes it's not something like that. I'm, I hope he really did something <laughs> crazy, like bought a live wire or something ridiculous. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, please let him have gotten a live wire
1: <laughs> uh, or a motive or something. So that was it. All right. I just wanted to back up to the, the Panigale V2, so they're, you know, Ducati's twin got an update, and I like it. I really like it.
0: Well, and then keeping on with uh, Ducati, I guess uh, if we're really wanting to keep moving on with it, mm-hmm. Ducati had their, uh, what was it, the rally version? Oh, the the prototype, the concept. It was a concept, but it's off of the street scrambler, the, or the desert sled. Which was called the uh, Desert X, if I remember correctly.
1: No, Desert Sled. You're right.
0: Well, well, well. It came off of their Desert Sled model. Oh, you're talking about the
1: one from the '90s? Was called the Desert X.
0: The new model is the Desert X. If I think, if I'm remembering correctly, if I had to, I'd have to look back into the article. But um, no, that thing was. Oh, you're right. I
1: see it. They're, they're using that name as well. But uh. I- I'm looking at the older one from the 90s.
0: Yes. Wow, those things were ugly, huh? Wow. Yeah, well, we're looking back at the 90s with any of those rally bikes. They were all ugly. Wow. Holy smokes. Look at that. They were all pretty, like, blanketed over. Hey, this is literally just nothing but a functional bike, and that's what it is.
1: I got to get from Paris to Dakar. (laughs) Pretty much. I don't know where it is, but I'm gonna follow the signs.
0: I will follow my not GPS GPS. A map with a um GPS locator. Roll maps. Do it up uh, fifty minutes this way at this speed. But this is pretty cool though.
1: But and it's interesting to see it's interesting to see Ducati now push the scrambler line into more and more models. You know what I mean? Not just not just the sort of restyled, rebadged, not rebadged, but just, you know, mildly restyled and then give it another name. Like this is kinda of like a whole new bike based yeah. on the Scrambler platform. It's pretty cool.
0: I thought I thought I thought it looked nice for one. Like I can't wait to actually see specs on it if they actually pull it out.
1: Well, it's not exactly let's
0: see, what are they It's not gonna about? be crazy different from the scrambler that they the from the desert sled that they have, but um like when you're saying it's a rally model. Well, they're what? saying
1: this would be eleven hundred. They're saying four hundred and sixty-five pounds, which is decent in that class. Cause we looked at the Africa twin here is just just under five hundred if you don't get the DCT or the luggage.
0: Ah, but then then let's turn around and look at the Triumph Scrambler XE. Oh, I like that one. That is a neat bike. And of all the reviews I have seen on it. Like it is a fully actual capable scrambler,
1: mm-hmm. right? Not a scrambler. Look like a scrambler.
0: Yeah, like like this one will actually go off road, and you can take whoops, jump it off stuff, and it's just gonna take it.
1: Hmm. It's funny looking at this article for this bike, and there's a Royal Enfield Himalayan as an ad for four thousand seven hundred dollars. Jesus, that is funny. Wow. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. What is this? Uh, ADV Pulse is uh an article we're looking at here and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Or maybe bacon will. You gonna do show notes this week?
0: I thought you were doing all of them. Oh, okay. I'm not touching nothing. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it.
1: <laughs> I'm not doing nothing.
0: I don't want to ruin it. I'm gonna drink my
1: hop Avenger and keep talking about two I, I love. Fall asleep. <laughs>
0: So no, uh so so like your Triumph Scrambler XE. I'm, I'm trying to find the specs here. But let's see here. Um looking for the weight.
1: Oh, it's gonna be heavy. Triumph Scrambler XE. You're talking about the eleven hundred though, right? Twelve the twelve hundred XE, yeah. Is it twelve hundred?
0: Yeah, it's the twelve hundred.
1: Actually, we gotta while you're looking that up, Triumph's new all new Street Triple launched. Prior to ICMA. It did. That's been out as well? Yeah. Or it has been announced, I should say.
0: Well, yeah, it was announced back. I want to say it was back announced back in like June.
1: Was it that far back?
0: No, it wasn't that far back. It was like June or July, something like that. Stop it. Back. it. Stop it. It was a while ago. Scram- it was definitely not August. Scrambler
1: 1200 $14,000. That's a cool looking
0: bike, though. It is a fun looking bike though. Like it's got some like old school charm to it. What are you looking for? Horsepower? Weight? Weight.
1: Eighty-one foot pounds of torque.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying just weight. I cannot find an actual weight on it.
1: Chassis, swing arm, dimensions. Uh weight. <laughs> width, height, dry weight. 452 pounds.
0: Oh, that ain't bad. Shoot. So what is it come up like full gas tank and oil? You're talking maybe under 500. I would think so. It's only a It's only a four
1: gallon tank. So what are we looking at? What are we eight pounds per gallon for gas? Or is that water? I, you're,
0: you're asking the wrong person on that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's at least it's six pounds or eight pounds. I don't remember which, but you know, if it's eight, we're talking another thirty-two ish, thirty-five pounds. Okay, so you're bringing it up into the eighty pounds, four eighty, and change, plus oil and whatever's in the trans and all that. So yeah, you're gonna be you're in a four eighty, right? About
0: five hundred, just maybe just a smidge over five. Yeah,
1: you get an, any accessories on it at all, and you're gonna be five hundred pounds. No, you put yourself on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Funny guy, don't you worry. I'm calling. I'm calling every one of us fat. So <laughs> uh, you got to get the XE version, though. Yes, yes. Otherwise, it's not. It's not set up for off road as as well. So, and gold forks. Oh, those are so sexy on it
1: with the with the green tank. It really sets off the look on this bike. It's not. You know, it's not something I would ever buy for aesthetics, but what is it? It's a silver tank with a little green stripe on it. You throw those gold forks on there.
0: I thought the green tank with that silver stripe on it.
1: Green and silver. I don't know if that's on the XE, though.
0: I thought it was. I I thought that was.
1: I see that on the SE, but then when you click the XE, that doesn't look like a color. You see what I mean? I see the green tank. That's on the XC. But then if you click on the 1200 XE, that's not a color. I think they they need
0: that green color with the gold
1: forks. They do with that. So the, the tank is green and it's kind of like a matte. It's like metallic but matte at the same time. Yep. And then it has this thin yellow line that just goes up over the tank, like in front of the cap, but it kind of slopes to the back. Oh, gold forks on that bike is the winner.
0: That would win all categories.
1: Get on it, Triumph. <laughs> Listen to us. Get on it, when then <laughs> we won't
0: buy it. But get on it. <laughs> We're not going to buy it either way, but it's okay. Go.
1: right. <laughs> not spending my money either way, but please do it. <laughs> Thank me later. All
0: right. All right, moving on, moving on.
1: Moving on. Sorry, Triumph Diversion. Uh, let's see. What other ones are we talking about? There's a lot of other hints out there, but what other bikes have been actually... V- full on released Harley Um, and Indian, of course, but they always do that.
0: Harley and Indian do that on their own. Um, I know there's been a couple others. I can't, I don't don't know why I can't think of them (laughs) other than maybe hop avenging problems, but the Avenger is really good. It really is tasty
1: (laughs) and easy drinking. I have to say that again, there's, there's a lot to be said for a 7% beer that is this easy drinking. Like, that's that's not easy to do. And it's going to mess you up. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those beers. You, you you finish it, you grab another one, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. And you grab a third one, and then you're on the floor.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See Teleco
1: oh. for details.
0: So... um, we got new word, at least teasers, of um, the Suzuki uh, V-Strom, the, or otherwise known as the DL-1000. I showed that to you. Yes. And from the, those first pictures that we've seen, it looks like they really love their katana styling.
1: <laughs> and I, I get the sense you don't.
0: Mm, I, I, I like the new katana. But you just don't want to see
1: it plastered on everything else.
0: Right. No, no, no. Like, like if this is supposed to be your, your big model, like this is what we're standing on model, don't make it like another bike, make it its own standalone bike. Right. But literally they put a square headlight. They literally put a square headlight on it. And that'll be, I guess, in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah. I'm not feeling that one. What is it? Um, what are they calling it again?
0: No, it's it's a V Strom. It's it's still the the Suzuki V Strom for twenty twenty. Yeah, it's just so the last time they had updated it was two thousand fourteen. So they just updated it again, and it looks like the Katana as a quote unquote adventure bike.
1: Hmm. But I'm
0: oof. Next.
1: Well all right. Well this is your your case for the 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 TFT screen. They don't have any redundant screen on this one. No thank god. Just square block.
0: No, no, no. And I'm glad that they did that. You know, just hey, they finally put a TFT display on it, which is good. But the front end styling just needs to change.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'm not getting too much katana in that though, bacon.
0: I want you to, I want you and all of our listeners to put a picture because we're going to have a link to their third teaser, which shows the front end of that bike.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the video
0: now of, of the and look at riding it, to, it, not 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 the current katana that they just came out with, at the 1986 katana. Oh, okay, okay. Like it literally looks like a 1986 katana. As an adventure bike.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Make sure you send me those links then. How else? Oh, don't you worry. I will send you those links. Hell, you can look at the, uh, I think it was a icon.
1: That icon uh, one you sent was really cool. We have to put out a link to oh, that.
0: Oh God, that icon katana. Just beast. Just a beast of a bike. Sweet. But yeah, I mean, you can see how the styling goes. Like It's like, Everyone just took their days off and we're just like, eh, we're not going to design anything. Just make it look like the old Katana. <laughs> it's cool. Let's Go home. <laughs> Let's collect our 80 grand and go home. <laughs> Say, we did a good job. Right. Thumbs up, guys.
1: Well, we just glossed over Harley and Indian, but I think we got to talk about the big news at Indian. Oh.
0: Do we have to talk about that thing? The Challenger. Oh, we have to talk about it.
1: With the new old named Power Pulse, what is it, 108?
0: The Power Pump Your Butt. What? I mean,
1: Power Pump. That would be an interesting name for an engine. Power Pump.
0: There you go. (laughs) Listen. Uh, Okay.
1: Well, let's Let's talk about it. Let's just say the obvious. It's essentially Victory 2.0, right?
0: For one, yes. It is essentially Victory 2.0.
1: The engine they most likely would have had if they hadn't have killed it in favor of the
0: (coughs) Indian brand. Uh, Name. (laughs) They killed killed a brand for a name. Right. But I get it. You know, they couldn't get success with bringing it out on its own. So they bought a name. Oh, from a business standpoint, I, I totally get it. So I get that. I get that. But then, let's keep on rivaling. Um, Let's take our major rival, who is who? (laughs) HD. That would have to be Harley Davidson. And make a bike that looks almost exactly like their flagship bike. Road Glide. Is the Road Glide the flagship, though? It really kind of is. It has become it, at least. I was thinking it was still the Ultra, the Electric Glide Ultra. You can say that because that's classically it, but technically, their Road Glide is is more of a flagship. I mean, I'd rather have a Road Glide, but... When you're looking at it, anybody that rides either of the two, at speed, when I say, Mm -hmm. I mean, what's a more stable bike? Right. I mean, the road glide is a more stable bike. I would
1: hope so. Yeah. Being frame mounted.
0: Yeah. No, no. And it's just, it's, I mean, you feel, you don't feel cramped. It's just, you feel more open on it and everything.
1: Yeah. Now, regardless of how it looks, there's some hardware on this thing that, that does get my, my juices flowing a little bit.
0: Yeah. Inverted forks.
1: Big nice. inverted forks. Twin Brembos, the good Brembos too. I think I read they were the, was it the M five hundred three monoblocks or something like that? Like, it's good stuff. And the new engine, the new power, power plus, not power pulse. Excuse me, one hundred twenty two horsepower claimed and one hundred twenty eight foot pounds of torque. That's
0: pretty okay. Stout. But my Dyna is a two thousand six, which gets. Just a bit over a hundred horsepower, so they really didn't do much by gaining all that extra seas- uh, all the extra uh cubic centimeters, right? And it's water cooled,
1: fully water cooled overhead cams.
0: Yeah, no, no i will give them pl- uh, I will give them pluses on that for sure because I mean, I remember talking to Rico about his uh, Roadmaster, hot. And um, re- pretty much roasting his balls. Yeah. All the time. So it'll at least make it cooler. Yeah.
1: Well, so, all right. So let me.
0: But Harley already, fixed, Harley already fixed half of their heat problems with the M8 and how they moved around like the catalytic converter and all that. Yeah, the water-cooled heads and. What not? Yeah, you didn't have to fully water cool it, but I mean, yeah, you don't get the high revs that you can out of a fully water cooled engine. But,
1: but. What I, I wanted to go back to the styling real quick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposing view. Not not that I agree, but just for sake of argument. <laughs> if you were gonna build a fixed fairing V twin bagger, I mean, how much different would it look than a road glide? I mean, let's be honest, like, there's not a lot you can do with, I want to stick a big fairing on the bike that's not mounted to the forks. Like, that's what it's going to look like, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, well, I mean, since Victory is pretty much siphoning their ideas off of what Victory was going to be, uh, there's a lot that you could do. Well, there was never a, a
1: Victory fixed fairing bike, though.
0: Well, there was. But oh wait, yeah. I, I personally don't like it.
1: <laughs> I mean, how much different do you think they should have made it? Like, should it have
0: gone like, listen, they already learned, wing? they already learned from Harley's, uh, doing right. That, that, sh- that, that shark, uh, what well, they call it, the, uh, what do they call it? Talking about the bat wing? No, no, no. The, so the bat wing is the old style, Right the new one is called the uh the shark
1: are you talking about the road glide now which bike are you talking about
0: yeah the road with the road glide
1: yeah shark something
0: i'd have to look it up i um i actually you know what i'm going to look it up real quick
1: but i guess my my larger point is i mean and i'm even looking at the they gold, call it a shark nose shark nose okay but look even look at the gold wing like it's that's a fixed fairing. Like the only difference is,
0: yeah. But that one, the Goldwing, that like, you know, it has its own styling.
1: Well, only because the bodywork extends all the way down to the top of the engine. Like if you cut it off and shorten it, the way Indian did, it's going to look similar. It's no, and no, you know, no, I no, no, the no, same no. Thing You cut off everything
0: else, but that, but that piece, it looks like its own. Just a, well, it looks like a fat. A sport sport bike, right? Yeah, it it's a completely different look, right? uh Look at the BMW K sixteen hundred, right? Well, the other one in the
1: class, completely different at...
0: look. Anybody can make up their own different look for a fixed fairing bike.
1: So Yamaha, everyone's done their own, but I'm but the eluder has its own look. But if you chop off the bottom part.
0: The eluder looks like a like looks like an R1 that that ate too much. It really does. Like I think honestly, it's if look you look the at it same. From, the, from the front, it looks like an R1 that ate way too much.
1: Yeah. I think if you chop off the bottom piece, it's gonna end up looking a lot like the Challenger. That was my only point. You know, if, if you're going with that V twin style.
0: I get it. I'm not I sure get how many it, ways but, you can make. But there's it look also different. looks like a, just a fat block. Sitting on there too, like even when you look at it from the uh, handlebar side, yeah, like there's no room in there almost. Like you almost have barely any room for the handlebars to move. It just it's just a very weird block that just sits there.
1: There's a lot going on with the the top of it. So when you look at the front view above the headlight, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you have. The, the outermost part steps down and then there's like two concaves in the center yep which kind of make like a T I don't know there's there's a lot going on on the top of
0: that thing well i mean okay so Harley already figured out the aerodynamics of the shark the shark nose ferry so Indian had to do something to change it up a little bit
1: Yeah, otherwise they'd be in trouble for copying.
0: We're right, but, I mean, how much can you change it up? I mean, right? You have the top vent and the two side vents. They're all there. So there's not much you could really change off of that without making it, you know, just a straight up, hey. (laughs) But it doesn't matter what it is. If you look at that bike, You can plain and see, plain as day, look at it side-by-side view. Be like, oh, yeah, you definitely wanted that (laughs) to look like a Harley-Davidson.
1: Road Glide, yeah. That Road Glide is just a sexy bike, though. I'm looking at some now.
0: I mean, even the Roadmaster, even the remodel of the Roadmaster looks like the Batwing fairing. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just play it. it. Let's just call a horse a horse right Mm -hmm. it is what it is they are literally gunning instead instead of making their own mark they're literally gunning at Harley for the look and everything I can see that and I find that sad for Polaris (laughs) no no I find that sad because there was so much more innovation that was there as Polaris yeah
1: and well, that's why just, I'm I'm happy to pushed, see the they Challenger. Pushed off though. The
0: side. I, I'm,
1: I'm really pleased that the Challenger now exists because. What's
0: well, going to push Harley?
1: It is something different, you know, because it's fully water cooled. It's an updated engine. You know, well, style, styling aside, there's a lot of tech in this bike, too. I mean, they even put the. What is it? They even put that six axis
0: IMU in this thing. They did. They did. And, that's you know, crazy. What? I congratulate them for that. I still don't think that they're really going to gain too much market share on it, though. Just I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I don't think so because, listen, when you're looking at the two different bikes, if you're looking at touring, are you looking at touring or are you looking at being a sport? A sport bike. I don't know. Most people that are looking for touring want comfort there's nothing about that bike that looks like it's comfort.
1: This guy's feet look really high in this one picture.
0: Yeah, they don't look it doesn't look like a comfortable bike to sit on.
1: His feet are high and he's leaned forward.
0: But okay, okay. So let me put it like this. Okay, so the FTR 1200 um there's a guy um remember we were talking about the um the fat pig racing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought
1: Hog GP was a better name.
0: Yeah. Hog GP. Well, this guy actually does racing out. You know, he does track days, a lot of track days out in California. hmm I see him on Instagram and stuff. No need to name him. Just gonna put it out there. Um, but he got rid of his Dyna they had built. Bought himself an FDR 1200. I don't think he put even 3000 miles on that FTR and he already sold it. He's already sold it or selling it and building a new Dyna. He's like, yeah, it was fun while it lasted, but nope, don't want it. Hmm. Because there's something about comfort. Yeah. You know, you have to have comfort on the bike you're going to be on. Oh. And they are not, I, I don't look at like outside of, maybe the uh the indian scout the indian scout looks like it's got some comfort to it right the roadmaster looks like it's got some comfort to it but outside of that they don't have any it doesn't nothing else that they have looks like it has actual comfort to it all
1: right this is funny i had to share this on the challenger i'm looking at the indian challenger site and there's a link that has the ride command system so the infotainment screen mm-hmm When you click on the link under the picture that says ride command, it takes you to a generic Polaris page for ride command and shows you the screen in a a ranger. Ranger.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: It's like, wait a minute. It's the same system they use on everything. Oh, that's funny.
0: But at the same time, if it works, it works. But I'll give them that, you know, hey, but why easy? Why isn't there an
1: Indian specific ride command page that talks about because
0: it's polaris they bought a name (laughs) to sell a bike
1: i want to know the features that i have on the road i don't care about what you have for the ranger
0: well well if it's doing the same thing that that does why are you going to make a separate page right
1: well no because the page says shows like plow up plow down you know this is a ranger in plow mode
0: Well, I mean, I get that and I get that, but,
1: uh, wait a minute. You tell me I can get a plow on the new challenger. Wait, now I'm interested.
0: Well, I mean, shoot, it's sporty and I can push snow and it plows snow. <laughs> win, win, win. Hey, it sounds like a Ford and straight line, straight line winner. And it's only $28,000. Woo. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> Let's talk about that real quick. Mm -hmm. So the baseline Challenger, just straight up, the baseline Challenger was like 21. But as soon as you started, so like the very first option on their website, which was a map upgrade and a sissy bar was like $1,200. $1,200 for a map upgrade and a sissy bar with pad. It doesn't start at 21. It starts at
1: 27.5.
0: No, no, no. It starts at 21. The very basic Challenger. Look it up. Uh, well, I see. literally started that the other day.
1: I just clicked the the build thing, and it starts at 27.4. Indian Challenger, Dark Horse, Thunder,
0: Black, Smoke. Uh, see? You started. See? Dark Horse. You already started. They blacked it all out. They did all that. They're, you already started off there.
1: All right. Hold on.
0: 2199 US MRP MSRP. All right.
1: 22 grand.
0: 22 grand. So go ahead and build it. Right? So go ahead, click on your build. I did. Right. So then um, let's go ahead and start with accessory uh, accessory collections. You have Indian Chan Challenger Essentials Collection. Right? Yeah. $1,200. That's what I'm talking about. That has the maps upgrade and Sissy Bar. Oh, you don't even get maps? It's a maps upgrade. Uh, so I don't know what they did with their maps, but apparently it's a maps upgrade.
1: I'm going side by side. So the Road Glide is $21,699.
0: Yep. The Road Glide already has um, crash bars. Let's see here. Harley doesn't oh. have a build, do they? Oh, the tour collection. So, infinite highway pegs. Pinnacle heel shifter. Oh, you gotta charge extra for your heel shifter. Adjustable passenger floorboard mounts. Standard passenger floorboards that are chrome. Rogue Rider backrest pad that is black, mm. mind you. Powerband autos. Audio saddlebag speaker bezels. Bezels. Oh, the highway bars are $400. Power band audio saddlebag installation kick. Passenger backrest pad. Uh, Let's see here. Just a few other things. Uh, uh, 16-inch mid-windshield. Extended reach seat. Front highway bars. Rider backrest mount. Quick release passenger sissy bar. Amplified speaker kit you know how much that is too much uh over five thousand dollars does this not come with a windshield no it has a windshield but they 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 for a taller windshield and so oh. so if you just add the crash bars, which seems
1: like the only thing it's missing you're at twenty two four
0: it's fifty seven nine for what so, so the tour collection, so everything I just stated mm-hmm. was pretty much $5,800 on top. That's a lot of money. On top of the 22 for not a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Not to mention as a tour collection, have you noticed that this bike does not have a tour pack? Well, it's not an ultra. Bag- there's no pack. It's, there's no top case. It's a bagger. But there's no top case. Mean? I mean, not there's not a no single top case, top case option case, anywhere you look for it.
1: Really? So it's not a, You can't even add it.
0: There is no top case that you can find on it.
1: Well, you're right. Touring essentials. It's just
0: travel bags and a couple of highway older. bars and pegs, and that's it. A whole lot. A whole lot of not that.
1: Oh. Well, it looks like it would. It looks like it has the mounting brackets. No, they
0: have mounting brackets for a sissy bar.
1: Huh. That seems like a miss.
0: (laughs) Right. So really, they didn't actually make a touring bike.
1: Coming soon, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so so looking at the prices for all the rest of this, you're looking at probably about $1,000 easy for a top case. Oh, or more. No, easy. I mean, they're charging almost $1,000 for a passenger backrest. (laughs) For a sissy bar.
1: A twelve inch black short sissy bar and luggage rack nine
0: sixty nine wow and people thought Harley was being like crazy expensive for things.
1: no kidding well, you gotta copy everything, I guess, yeah, all right, so I don't want to beat the dead horse. nope, let's move on. <laughs> you want to talk about some hints and some things that we might be seeing or things we're excited about? I've, I've laid out a couple here.
0: Okay. I want to hear what you're excited about and what you think might be happening. Well, I don't know if
1: I'm excited, but one thing that I think might be happening based on rumors and an article from cycle world is potentially a new BMW S 1000 XR. So as it, it looks sexy, November first, they've got some leaked details here and looks like the bike's going to get a new engine, new chassis and less weight, which is a good thing,
0: but I'm, it looks like it's going to be about the same thing. I'm not sold on the style though. Like style wise looks like it's about to be about the same thing. They decrease the weight still based off the same, um, the same engine as the, uh, The updated engine. It'd be the 2020. Yeah. It's still going to be the 2020 engine and all, but they're not. And this is, and this is kind of almost like my side topic that I was thinking about. Yeah. For a little bit where like, do we really need to get a whole lot of bigger engines or do you just need to make your bike better?
1: Yeah. I don't think it needs any more power. It was already like 165 horsepower or something like,
0: yeah, it was something like that. And, uh, they did a great job. Like what, they lessened that bike by like 50 pounds. Something like something that. Something like
1: that. I mean, and, that would be nice. Know, it's just I'm a great. All about lowering the weight. Yeah. If the power remains the same.
0: Yeah. If you can make it a stiff, nice stiff bike, you know, lower the weight. Do you really need up the engine size? No, I don't
1: think they're not making it any bigger. It's just going to be.
0: kind Oh like no. Cause even before. it's even smaller. Uh, it, from from an article that I saw on it, apparently, like, uh, wheelbase is just a little bit smaller. Um, frame is just a little bit smaller.
1: I go look at it side by side. I go look at the current one now to see. So, at least in this design sketch, the rear subframe looks different. The The main frame that holds the engine looks to be about the same. Alright, where's that pick? Usually... BMW has something you can spin it around.
0: I want to see it. no 360 it. view. I want to see it from the right side. There is no 360 view.
1: I'm excited to see what that looks like. That's a a bike that had always been on my radar. I enjoyed my test ride. And, you know, hopefully they've, they've smoothed out some of the revs so it's not as buzzy as it was. And, and that was a lot of complaints that you heard as you your hands can tend to go numb because a lot of that buzziness you you say
0: that right you say that but you've ridden a harley
1: yeah but mine was mine was balanced so
0: brah 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 i don't care what anybody says if you're talking buzzy from a little sport bike engine as opposed to a v-twin harley i don't want to hear anything like if you're going numb from a little bit of buzzy from that. <laughs> it's a different as- kind of vibration get, though. Get, get yourself in a, like, like a Land Rover or something like that. So we'll see what that one looks like.
1: I think that's going to, that's going to come out. And that's also one I'm interested in. So it fits both.
0: But it's like, the th- it's like, it's like you have uh, something that's actually a shaky motor, right? As opposed to something that's just like a little bit buzzy. Yeah. You know, I just don't think like, like like that just sounds to me like people are just finding something to complain about.
1: Well, the way I understood it is it was more of the, it was kind of the highway riding when you're at a sustained highway pace because of the RPMs it was turning and the way it was configured, the harmonics or whatever just went right into the bars. So you can add bar ends and all kinds of other things to sort of, smooth that out but we'll see
0: I mean I guess to everyone each their own on that yeah on my
1: test drive test ride I don't I didn't notice any of that but you know, it was only about 30-40 minutes anyway so we'll see right
0: But I just I ha- don't think I I mean if it's I mean if you're talking about the quote unquote super smooth European engines I don't understand what they're saying is all I'm saying so we'll have to see. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I do have another one that I'm excited about, and this was actually previewed, keeping on that middle middleweight sport bike theme. Aprilia, oh, ha- do, do, do. Aprilia has confirmed their RS660. They have. Middleweight sport bike, which will be a 660cc parallel twin which I'm surprised it was a parallel twin because the sound little sound clip
0: that I heard, it sounds like a, it sounds like
1: a, it's almost like the V. Yeah. It sounded more like a V or a small V four. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's, that's a twin, a parallel twin.
0: Didn't expect ah. that at all. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I, I mean, until, until we actually see it in an actual like videos and stuff like that. And they actually give us true actual specs on it. Yeah. We will not know anything about that. But it does look it does look like a fun little bike. So, let's move on here. Let's move on. Anything you're interested in? Um, I'm really kind of interested in if Tiger actually releases their uh the new 800 that, that that I've that we've seen little bits and pieces of. Yeah, I know you're excited for that. Like it just seems interesting. It's just a revamp on the model, which will be kind of cool. Um what else that they do that they'll do to it, I don't I'm not certain. But um it's definitely a revamp on it.
1: And you need to get out and ride those this year. For sure. I really do. You think Harley will announce any of their new new bikes, like the Street Fighter or the Custom or anything like that?
0: I the mean, adventure kind of bike, technically, maybe. Didn't they already with their uh with their last unveiling? I mean they well, had they kind of teased pictures of they, them, but they had mock ups. Right? They had the mock up of the Street Fighter and the uh Pan America.
1: Did they? Like actual yeah. bikes like you could actual look at?
0: physical m- mock ups of them.
1: At this year's announcement?
0: Yeah. I'm Where mistaken. everyone looked at the uh what was it, the uh the low or whatever 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 that one was. The custom I don't, care about, I, I don't care about that bike, whatever it is. I think the one's called the custom concept. Well, no, no, no. You had the custom concept, but the it was like kind of like the um God, why can't I think of the name of that stupid bike? <laughs> no, it, it was it was just like uh it was one of their soft tail it was a soft tail. It was a soft tail S. Um,
1: you're talking about like a low rider S
0: a yes. Yes. It was the low rider S
1: yeah. That's a real bike though.
0: It is a real bike, but that was like their big thing, right? They're like, yeah, here's the big, here's this, here's the low rider S. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, here on the side, here's a little mock-up of our Pan America and our street fighter. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. They had that there, but everyone was all like balls in on the, uh, low rider S mm. I was like, why are you so balls in on that? When there's these other bikes that they're about to put out. Yeah. Like that's literally, they did a couple small things on a, So, that's, uh, but that's
1: the question. Then do you think Harley will bring the street fighter and the Pan America? Will they bring it to EICMA and show it off?
0: I do not see that. You don't think so. It, if it comes to EICMA, they're pulling it out next year. Like you will be able to buy it next year.
1: Well, they're supposed to be 2020 models anyway. So, well, we better start them if soon. they
0: pull it out in August. Right.
1: But that's when the 2020. Well, no, the, the 2020s are out now. That's what was unveiled in August. So then why weren't they out already? Well, that was kind of my complaint when they first said 2020s. It's like, do you mean you'll announce them in August of 2020 and they're really 21 model year I bikes? think
0: I think they're going to actually be 2021 models.
1: Yeah, because if you're not going to see it until August of 2020, that's a 21
0: bike. But they already gave you a teaser. They gave the teaser with this year's model release party. Mm. I like go people were watch. able to actually stand by them and look at them.
1: I got to go back and watch. I missed that.
0: Yeah, it's towards it's, it's most of those videos, it's actually literally towards the end because they spent so much time on the lowrider s.
1: Mm. Oh, every
0: yeah. every one I've seen, they're like, Oh, the lowrider S, oh look. You know? Yeah. So they're like, Okay, so you made a soft tailed Dyna. You made Woo. a soft
1: tail version of the Lowrider S. Congratulations, Congratulations. guys.
0: <laughs> you guys are engineering marvels. <laughs>
1: But I got my KTM 90s mixed up. It's the 390 adventure that people are speculating they'll
0: see at EICMA. Yeah, I see that. Which I don't care about. Because they already came out with the 790. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's a that's a different market group, too, though. I would say so. Like, a very much different market group. But, no, I don't, I mean, when have you ever heard of Harley coming out with a, uh, Bike at Icma. I I can't recall like ever.
1: <laughs> Cannot recall because they do all their new bikes in August. So yeah, they do. There's two months ahead. They're done before the show comes out. So <laughs>
0: nobody's even talking about Ickma when Harley comes out with their stuff, right? In fact, they're they're when they come out with them, they're already selling them before Ickma comes out, right? Which is kind of odd because you'd have thought like last year with them pulling out the live wire they would have made a bigger presence in ICMA. but they didn't do it so if you're interested in the wonderful uh, new harleys that are out well harleys are indians um rich didn't you just uh didn't you just test ride a
1: couple of bikes i did and it's it's been a long time coming i will say overdue and i finally got to ride one of the new Softails.
0: One? And not just one, but two. Oh, two new soft tails. Okay. 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 Please. <laughs> I know. I know. Personally. <laughs> you, you had a request. I have been a on you <laughs> for the past at least year that you have to ride one of these bikes.
1: Yes. And you were particular about which one. Which bike was that, sir? That was the Fat Bob. And and, um, and I rode a Fat Bob with the 114 Milwaukee Eight. Very nice, very
0: nice. What did you think about that bike? Well, let's go. Let's go with first impressions. As soon as you sat on that bike, as uh, you you put your leg over that bike. Yeah. What did you think? It was fairly comfortable. Did you kind of shift your hips around and kind of feel how 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 managed that weight was? Well, the first thing I did was trying to figure out how to start
1: it because Harley has made a change with their switch gear, where there's not like a key switch and then button. You know, no, 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 no. It's all fob, but it's all, but the, but the, it's now just a kill switch and a button on yep. the bars. There, there is no other switch or anything to get the bike going. No, there is not, which I thought was interesting, and and I also don't like that they their switch gear now is not as positive as it was. Like they just feel like buttons now. Like the turn signals that I was used to, there was a lot of travel to them when you push the button in. Yeah. Like you really knew you were pushing a button and then these feel just more like
0: buttons. Yeah. But, but you're also talking new school. That's a lot of that. I didn't like it, but it didn't feel
1: as premium. I guess is what I'm looking for. It just felt like anybody else's buttons.
0: No. Right. I get that. I get that. But when you put your leg over, did you notice how well balanced that bike was?
1: I did. And I will say I was pleasantly surprised at how well it handled for that big, wide, chunky front tire that I had on it. Because I don't like bikes. I have traditionally not liked Harleys that had a wide front tire from, you know, the Sportster lines and even the, what is the other Dyna that has the... The Fat Bob.
0: Not the fat that was, Bob. It was the original, the, the original Fat Bob. Yes,
1: I don't think I rode the old Fat Bob, but it wasn't there another Dyna that had a chunky front tire. Maybe it's just the sports I'm thinking of.
0: No, 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 because no, no, you had the the 48 and the Fat Bob. I mean, it was just the 48 then, but I really disliked it on the 48. Well, then you had the um, the Fat Boy, but that's you're talking much larger, yeah, a much
1: larger bike. But yeah, but anyway, that that was a nice surprise because I like I said, the 48 then I guess it was that had that wide front tire. I hated that. The way that thing handled it was slow. It just it made this small bike, which should have been nimble and fun. It just made it feel portly and slow. But didn't the fat Bob feel nimble? Oh, it did. and that was the surprising part. It's like, wow, this thing feels very light. It turns in easily and
0: I, yeah, it's got, it's got it's got inverted forks.
1: Yep, dual, right. Dual rotors, and I—I I said several times in the video, I—I I took my GoPro with me. That the more I, the more I went along in the demo ride, the more I wanted to take it to the mountains and push it.
0: Like it's just a fun little bike to ride. The only thing I don't like about them, personally, was you no know, option for mids. Mm. You know, it's always forward, forward pegs. There was no option for mid pegs.
1: And I know you're not all in on the Lowrider S, but I wanted to to test ride that because I had ridden the the Twin Cam 110 version of that bike. Yeah, but also I wanted to try it because it had more of a mid control. Because after that's, riding the Fat Bob, I rode something that's more stretched out in the oh god
0: FXDR. So I wanted mm-hmm. to go the
1: other way and try the the Lowrider S,
0: and see. So with the FXDR, that stretched out position that you're in yeah this does not feel natural at all to me no i was right at home though because that's how my deuce was i get that yeah but you've also ridden my Dyna, and how i and you can feel how i sat on that
1: yeah that's a much different
0: it's 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 so much different than the deuce and the fxdr agree like mm-hmm. your your back is more upright you're not hunched over. Yeah, the, reaching the, the the fat with bob, your legs straight out in front of you.
1: The riding position was was really quite neutral even though your feet were out in front of you. Just a a, a neutral riding position. And are they forward controls? They're
0: not quite forward controls, yeah. are they? Oh yeah, they're fully forward controls. They're they're at that corner of the uh frame.
1: Huh. Well, it was it was comfortable. Now the other thing I don't like is you, you know, are shorter than me, so it's okay. Talking about Harley changes, I don't like is whatever they've done with the jiffy stand slash kickstand. Yeah, huh. what was with it? what was with that? What a piece of garbage that thing is! Yeah, it's like the the jiffy stand always had a nice big wide spoon at the end that you could just kick it down,
0: now, and it now, had now, nice, it's got, now it's got a little peg.
1: Now it's Bing. it's a short peg and it's stubby and it digs into the ground. And you kick it down, and then you get off the bike, and it doesn't slide smoothly across the pavement to get the bike to lean on its side. No, it t- tries to dig in. It's like, what what in hell? Like All these years, you had the
0: perfect side stand,
1: or correctly called the jiffy stand, and now you have this piece of garbage.
0: Because you know the difference between a side stand and a jiffy stand.
1: I do. And it's about the, the locking mechanism. Yeah, right. The spring-loaded locking mechanism and of the drift stand. Yep, ah, that's a to me that's going
0: backwards with this thing they've got. It, on the it, bike it is. Now. It's it's almost like, hey, look, we had a sport bike. We kind of want to touch with the sport bike crowd, so we're going to put one of their stands on our bike. It's not just that bike. Yeah. No. No. But well, that's what I'm saying. On our bike.
1: No, it's not. So when just I say the our bike, bike,
0: it's like the collective. Oh, okay. Our bikes, plural. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's the that people love it now.
1: Oh, it was the same terrible stand on the FXDR.
0: Oh, that's bad. No, I was disappointed. So, t- two things I griped about. <laughs> if, if, if you ride, if you ever ride a, um, like, okay, so like my dad has the 2016 Road Glide Ultra. Anything from there and older even newer you know like the 2017 and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. they all have the jiffy stand if you are not scared pissless when you first put out that stand lay the bike down and you feel you see that thing start moving (laughs) Yeah, i'm telling you 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 do not know harley yeah you just do not know harley like you feel like that thing is about to kick back up under that bike. And that thousand pound bike is about to drop on the ground. Yeah. You're like, Oh, what the hell's going on? That's literally every time I put that thing down. Yeah.
1: That, that feels like a change that did not need to happen. That's just no. my, my two cents. And you know, so the controls didn't feel as premium that side stand or whatever they're calling it now really annoyed me. I can see that. And the other thing, Thing while I'm going on gripes is aren't these things all ride by wire now the soft hands? they are so they why are. why in- so there is
0: no more there, there are no more cables
1: well but why does the throttle now still have to have the slop and feel as if you have out of adjustment cables?
0: I think that's adjustable <laughs> I hope so I think it's an adjustable thing um but I think it's more of a if you're used to riding Harley's, yeah, you're used to it, but I'm not right. now because I'm. Well, because you turned to the dark side, you went. I through. did. You got your little Honda. I know. Me 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 me.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. My kids are repeating that to me. So
0: you're welcome. Thanks, baby. Me 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 me. me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're, oh we're, come
0: on! You know that's funny as uh, that's funny as I'll get out. We were doing some earlier today. <laughs> I forget.
1: I don't know exactly what I said, but all of a sudden Bryce is like, "Oh, you little Honda!" And he goes, "Me me 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 me." <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, come on! And you,
0: and you made that. You that, but that was also your fault because you actually made that like the intro. Yeah, it so, was funny.
1: It is me funny. me me me
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, meet George Jetson. Yeah, me 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 me. <laughs>
1: So anyway, back to the fat bomb. just a oh. nice bike to ride. I, I, I enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I wanted to get it into the mountains and push it a little bit, you know, let that Milwaukee eight breathe a little bit and bend this thing into some corners. I bet it's a oh. bunch of fun.
0: Literally, I messed up riding that bike and my wrist kind of tugged on the uh, throttle Right. I almost threw myself off that bike. <laughs> it had that it had that much torque on it. Yeah. I didn't like the tires
1: on it either. Just put sport bike eh. tires on it and be done with it. I'm okay with those tires.
0: Like, especially for that small ride that I did, I was okay with them. It's like, it's like, eh. I didn't really have too much time to really decide, oh, hey, are these tires grippy enough?
1: No, I could feel them chattering in the corners. I didn't like that. Yeah, I guess you could, yeah. Or maybe just vibrating or whatever, but it just... I don't know. It didn't seem to suit the bike. It's like, just put a sporty tire on it, be done with it.
0: Eh. I mean, you always could. Oh, yeah, I definitely would. You always could, but I still think... I I mean, I... How much... How, from when you first saw the bike to now, how do you feel about that bike? And now, I, I want to ride it again. See? Uh, I, it was I comfortable. The bars were
1: comfortable. The seating position was comfortable.
0: I told you. I told you I would change a few things, but there's a couple of small things. Yeah, I yeah. would change a couple of small things on the bike, but
1: I want to. I I totally want to ride it again at at speed. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> You'll hear it in the video. It's like, I, I, damn, you I do, again. <laughs> I don't. I I mean, I'm not one to like to say I'm right, but I was right.
1: Yep, <laughs> it's a good piece.
0: You're welcome. Despite its looks, it's a
1: good riding bike.
0: It is it is a very good riding bike. All right. So let's move on here, sir. I rode another one while I was there. FXDR.
1: Oh, that's and that's my jam. That's more that's more in the seating position of, of what I had on the deuce. But this bike, this was really an interesting piece because, you know, you're full on feet forward cruiser position, but the bars are so far forward. You're low, your upper body feels like you're on a sport bike. So now you've got this dichotomy of feet forward, upper body forward, and you're kind of like folded on top of the bike, which was a little awkward. It really is. But it was fun to ride. I mean, it was. Okay, okay.
0: Real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Did you sit on the sport glide? No, I don't think that you, one didn't, was you didn't even sit on a sport glide while you were there.
1: No, I don't think they had that one.
0: What? I didn't see one anyway. I'm going to say it was pretty close. Like, I think they're those two models are very close to each other apart from like, you know, clip-ons. Yeah. But I think the, they're pretty close. You probably have about two, three inches of difference in where your hands go. But they,
1: okay. So th- this bike to me though, is it's confused. It is. I don't think it knows what it wants to be.
0: Well, it wants to be, well, well, it's Harley's new V-Rod is what it is. Okay, but but hear
1: me out. You've got this long, low look, which you're kind of thinking like the sled, right? Yeah. You know, sort of chopper, but like low, long, low chopper kind of thing. So you've you've got that feeling going. You've got the feet forward. Then confused with the upper body being forward and the straight bars.
0: I want to be a sport bike.
1: But yeah, and then you have very (laughs) firm suspension, really firm tires. So, okay, so now you're thinking sport bike again. But then you put this massive rear tire on it that makes it turn slowly. Very slowly. So you're like, oh, now I'm back. Now am I a dragster? Am I a sport bike? Am I a cruiser? Like. I don't know if this bike knows what it wants to be but I had a good was time ride.
0: <laughs> what was it they they have it has a 27 degree lean angle? 27 or 28? Maybe. Like, oh, that sounds like so much. Like no. you guys did an amazing job adding 1 degree. I think it was like 28 that they were at. Like, oh, congratulations. Yeah.
1: But for whatever reason, all that mixed together turned into a fun ride and i i just i kept smiling with this one thinking
0: man i just i love riding it for some reason all i can say is you put that 114 on almost any bike that they have <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fun you, you are gonna have a lot of fun yeah. like if they were literally if they literally put that bike that that motor on a sportster yeah it's a fun bike and this is oh you would like the Sportster Roadster. You would be, you would just be giddy. Yeah. They've
1: done a good job of bringing the weight down. So this one's listed at 668 fully running order, 637 dry with 120 foot pounds of torque. You know, that's, if you could, they could take another 50 pounds out of this bike, man, that would be a ball. Well, I'm sure you could do that in the aftermarket anyway. That would be an absolute ball. But I... Me, personally, I would ditch that rear tire for about a, about a 190, maybe 200 at the most. The 240, yeah, the 240 is not fat. doing it. It is
0: way too fat. Yeah, it's not doing it any favors. Well, but, I mean, anytime you look at any of their, like, the new breakout versions and stuff like that they have, they have that crazy 130 tire. Yeah. I mean, other than it looks cool,
1: I mean, the bike looks fantastic, but... You know, once you start trying to lean it, you're like, ah, get rid of that tire. Just give me a 190. I could probably do better with a 180. Like I said, even if it was a 200, that would be fine, but a 240 is a bit much.
0: It is a bit wide. I guess I think on, the people that are going to ride it are only going to do uh, drag strips. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, and I will say overall that the new Softail platform was... Was a nice step up from what they had. So after it riding is. mine, forgot, it
0: is. I, I was still angry that they got rid of the Dyna, but yeah, it's, it, it is. It is still a nice step up.
1: It's an improvement, and I, I purposely hit a couple of bumps with these just to feel what it was like. And the the Fat Bob, of course, was better. And the FXDR, you know, being as stiff as it was, wasn't as good, but it was still light years ahead of my old Softail. Oh, I bet it was. So I like it. It's, a, it's what I needed. I needed to get back out and, and ride some new Harleys and
0: Uh you're gonna you're gonna get rid of that you get rid of that little uh Yamaha that you like, got. me. Me, 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 <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> get back to the bra. Get get back into the bra. All right.
1: Moving on. Moving on. Yep. Fun test rides. I'll have some videos up here in
0: I don't know, next week or so, but we'll let it, we'll let everybody know when those are up and I'm looking to do some test rides myself here hopefully pretty soon might be funny it will be funny
1: all right bacon we gotta we gotta thank someone for, the, for this episode oh my goodness so we want to thank Kevin Bruce for his support of show one seven one much appreciated
0: thank you good sir
1: <laughs> it's nice to see that our our link still works out there and Remind you again that's labpipes.net slash donate. Just a just a simple donation link at this point. We like we said we, we sort of killed off the, the Patreon model and all that stuff and just went with a more more simple approach. And just remind you that there is a there's a field there to leave a little note if you want us to share something on the show. We will certainly do that. And if you need to leave a longer message, you can just send it to our feedback email address, which is feedback at rdubstudios.com. Or on our website, loudpipes.net, there's a contact link at the top of the page.
0: Okay, and for our Spanish speaking people, ahorita no tenemos un Patreon. Pero si quiere poner una donación, tenemos un botón para. Just whatever you do, finish it with U-turn. No, let's just go to the U-turn. <laughs>
1: that's a 790 Duke with the uh, Acro setup on it. Oh, that's a
0: nice sounding bike right there. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, quick U-turn. We are going to schedule another Spoken Wheel episode. It's been a while since we've done our our roundtable style episode, and we're going to change the format a little bit. So we're looking for two people to sign up. Ideally, we would have two people with opposing views and opinions, so we can can make it more like a true roundtable and back and forth and and things like that. So if you're interested in joining our spoken wheel, check out loudpipes.net. And at the top of the page, let me go over there and make sure I'm. Not leading you astray. Anyway, there's a link at the top of our website that says Spoken Wheel. You want to click on that and you can sign up for our November 24th roundtable episode, which will be 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The topic for this one is, what would it take for you to buy an electric motorcycle? So again, looking for two people to sign up. Opposing opinions, please. All right, Bacon, one more topic. All right. Last topic. Last topic. And that is our 2020 meetup. Oh,
0: 2020 meetup. Which one?
1: Loud Pipes 2020 meetup in the mountains, which will be October.
0: October 9th through 12th.
1: And the cabins have been secured. All of the cabins at Hunt's Lodge are now reserved by us. Nobody else can take them. No. And if you're interested in securing a cabin, let us know. We will put you in touch with Hunts so you can make the reservation with them.
0: We already have a couple of the bunks uh, taken, by the way. Um, so, like we said, we have room for about 11 people. In the cabins. In the cabins. There is tent camping. Now it will be a little chilly, so make sure you're ready for that because it is the mountains and it's October. Yep. Probably be in the low 40s. So if you want to come and you just want to do tent camping, that's fine. Let us know and just say, hey, I'm coming. I'm going to do a tent or I'm bringing a small camper. Whatever. Let us know. We're fine with that. But if you are wanting the cabin. Right. Make sure you let us know because, as we said, a couple of the bunks have already been taken. Cool. Plus, plus uh, you and John, because I plan on actually staying in a tent.
1: Well, I was thinking about that too. Like, I would like to see what it would take to carry my camp gear on my bike for a weekend trip. Because I've, ne- I've never actually done that. I've never gone and camped off the motorcycle.
0: Oh. Well, you'll get your chances coming here when we go ride there again. Because I have a small...
1: I don't know if it's like a three or four man tent, but it's it's not very big, and it. Packs, I've got a four man tent, and mm. it packs down pretty small. But if you're going to tent it anyway, maybe we should think about that.
0: Yeah, I mean a couple of a couple of pads, a couple of uh sleeping bags, and because I have
1: I've got a, like a mummy bag that goes down to I don't know what temperature, but it's it can get pretty cold in that thing.
0: Oh yeah. No, no. I've got, I've got one that I could go into and be just fine. So if you were already bringing a tent, I just need to bring a pad and a
1: sleeping bag yep. and the rest of my stuff. I'm, I might actually do that. Save the cabins for, you know, people that are coming from farther away. Yeah. You know, someone who's going to ride a day or two to get there first and then.
0: Yeah. And then they're going to want a proper hey, bed and all And that. also see how you do while camping in the cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well. Speaking of camping in the cold, if I end up doing this track day at Barber, it's going to be like in the 30s overnight.
0: Oh, you better have fun with that, sir. (laughs) I've I've reserved a (laughs) hotel. Well, I also hope you have fun with, uh, yeah, you, you got wheel warmers? Tire warmers? No, I do not. No. That might not be for
1: your benefit there. No, I don't have slicks anyway, so
0: I'm using street tires. And I don't care what kind of tires you have. If you can give them a little bit more of a warm up, yeah, on your limited time on a track,
1: well, a twenty minute session. You know, the first lap, you take it easy. Maybe even the second one before you try to push it at all. I got you. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Well,
0: <laughs> let's go ahead and move this on because uh, it's it sounds like for both of us it's about that time. It is so. That's
1: the end of our U-turn, and events-wise, there's not much to talk about other than, if I can still make it, Isle of Man in uh, May, June, 2020. A bunch of people going to Sturgis now in August of 2020. And then, of course, the Loud Pipes meetup, which will be October 9th through 12th. Uh, let us know if you're interested.
0: Yep. It sounds That sounds right.
1: We will have some notes from this show can be found on the website. That'll be loudpipes.net slash 171. We have links there to leave us some feedback, subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast app and links to our social media, which brother bacon's doing a good job of running now. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So if you're looking at our stuff on Instagram and Facebook, that is most likely coming from bacon. Although John and I still reply to comments and things like that from time to time.
0: And if I get a chance, I'm going to make things funny. And, uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: if you're finding some value in the show uh, like I said we're working on a simple value for value exchange here and you can head over to loudpipes.net slash donate like we said if you leave us a note we will also read that on the show and a big thanks again to Kevin Bruce for his support of episode 171 and anything between now and the next recording will go into show 172 We'll accept $1 million, please. Yes, $1 million.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Brother Bacon, I'm looking for the button, and I think it's time for me to put my kickstand up. What do you
0: think? Oh, well, crap, man. I guess I got to finish my beer and put my kickstand up. Finish your beer. All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. Hey, man, you too. Bye, con Dios. Are supporting the show. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.
1: Loud Pipes episode one seven one. We're talking this. We're going to be talking. Oh Jesus! <laughs>